My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 23rd of March. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. Donald Trump is back in the news this week. Former President Donald Trump making new headlines as he uses his social media platform to claim that his arrest is imminent. He called for his supporters to, quote, protest and take our nation back. New York prosecutors are investigating his involvement in that hush money payment. Could Trump become the first former president ever to face criminal charges? Tuesday, the day that Trump said he would be arrested, has come and gone with no arrest made. But police in New York are on alert after Trump called for his followers to take to the streets in protest. We're going to look at what led to this situation in today's deep dive. But first, Zara, what is making headlines this morning? The Northern Territory government has announced an immediate review of its bail laws as part of a wider announcement targeted at improving community safety. Comes after a worker at a Darwin bottle shop was fatally stabbed earlier this week. The person charged with the murder was on bail for a previous charge. Measures to increase police patrols and safety training for retail workers will also come into place. Olympic bronze medalist Owen Wright has announced his retirement from professional surfing after suffering multiple head injuries and concussions during his career. In a statement published by the World Surf League, Wright said it's no longer in his best interest to continue surfing and that next month's competition in Australia would be his last. He hopes to keep surfing for the rest of his life and said that his retirement will only stop him from surfing heavy waves. Google is opening up its artificial intelligence chatbot tool Bard to some users this week after initially being unveiled last month. Bard is an AI tool seeking to directly compete with ChatGPT and is one of many new generative AI tools that have been recently announced by big tech. Google says Bard will be able to perform complex tasks, such as explaining quantum physics or drafting ideas for a blog post, and that the company will be seeking feedback from customers to improve its systems. And today's good news, a Scottish man has set the record for the quickest swim between New Zealand's North and South Islands. Andy Donaldson swam across the Cook Strait in 6 hours and 66 minutes, I'm joking, in 4 hours and 33 minutes after starting the 23-kilometre journey in Wellington. Donaldson had previously broken the British record for swimming the English Channel and is the first Scottish man to swim from Ireland to Scotland. Former US President Donald Trump is back in the headlines after saying he would be arrested this week. He specified Tuesday as the day that he would be taken into custody. Now, Tuesday came and went and no arrest was made. But police in major cities across the US were on high alert after Trump called on his followers to take to the streets. It does have a very 2021 energy to be talking about Donald Trump in a deep dive. What is this news story? Take us back to the beginning. He certainly doesn't shy away from a headline and he has announced he will run for president in 2024. So we are likely to be hearing a lot more from him. This latest story has come up because of an investigation that's been underway in court. Now, Trump is currently the subject of several investigations, which could lead to criminal charges. There's one related to Trump's role in the January 6th riots and another over his handling of sensitive government documents. 
But the case we're going to talk about today and the one that Trump said would lead to his arrest this week is an investigation over whether Trump indirectly paid $130,000 in hush money to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Can you just explain what hush money is? So it's basically the idea that somebody's paid a sum of money to sign a document saying that they're not going to go public with knowledge or claims that they have against the person often paying the money. Hush money itself is not illegal in the US, uh, but the way that hush money has allegedly been paid in this case could be. Okay, so talk us through the allegations that we are hearing about this story, about hush money, about Donald Trump. So this story all started with a report in the Wall Street Journal back in 2018 that a lawyer for President Trump allegedly organised $130,000 to be paid to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Now, this allegedly occurred a month before the 2016 presidential election, and the aim of the alleged hush money was to stop Daniels from speaking about an alleged sexual encounter. Now, Trump denies he had an affair with Daniels, although his story about whether or not he's actually made an agreement with her has shifted over time. So the important thing to note about this case is that President Donald Trump allegedly arranged for the payment to be made by sending $130,000 to his then lawyer, Michael Cohen, which Cohen allegedly then sent on to Daniels. This was then recorded as a legal expense. So you've got to remember paying off someone with so-called hush money is not illegal. But the allegation that Donald Trump sent $130,000 to his lawyer that was recorded as a legal expense falls under the category of allegedly falsifying business records. And that is illegal in New York. And what do we know about how the case has played out in court? Well, the case has come before the Manhattan District Attorney in New York. It's been heard before a grand jury, which is a group of ordinary people off the street who've been tasked with deciding if there's enough evidence to lay these charges against Trump. There's a few key milestones in the case, including the fact that Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, testified himself before the jury last week. Now, Cohen has already admitted in 2018 to breaking campaign finance laws, so that's about how you use money that's been pledged towards a campaign, in arranging a payment to Daniels, and has served time in prison for crimes committed while working for Trump. Cohen, before all of this, was a very loyal Trump confidant, but has become more critical of Trump in light of recent events. Have a listen to what Cohen had to say last week outside the courtroom where he testified in front of the grand jury. This isn't a question of vindication. It's not a question, as I stated before, about revenge. This is a, my position is that at the end of the day, Donald Trump needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds if, in fact, that's the way that the facts play out. So this case has been going on for months, but there have been indications that it would come to a close this week. Yeah, I mean, there's been no clearer indication than from Donald Trump himself, who over the weekend said that he'd be arrested on Tuesday. Where was he basing this information from? What sort of indications were there that this would in fact occur? I've even seen some AI-created imagery of Trump getting arrested. Now, of course, that is totally false and fabricated. So let's unpack what's actually happened. The decision we've been waiting for from the grand jury is whether they will indict Trump. And that basically means to formally accuse him of committing a crime. It's basically the grand jury's way of saying we think there's enough evidence in this case that it should proceed to trial. It's not their job to decide whether or not Trump is guilty. When an indictment occurs in the US, police don't storm in and arrest the accused straight away. Rather, the person being charged is notified and there's a negotiation as to when they'll appear in court. 
Then when they go to court, the accused is then fingerprinted and a mugshot is taken. They're read their Miranda rights, which is the very famous reading of, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. The accused is then held in a holding area or a cell until they're taken before a judge. At that point is when a plea is entered, either guilty or not guilty. And from there, a court trial is scheduled to determine whether or not the accused is in fact guilty. Now, what also happens at this stage is bail is either granted or refused. If the judge believes the accused is at risk of leaving the US or intimidating a witness or harming themselves or others, they'll be refused bail. We're yet to hear whether or not the grand jury will indict Trump. But if they do, we can expect some version of those events to play out, with a few exceptions, of course, to allow for the fact that this is a former president who comes with personal security. The first thing that comes to mind when we're talking about this story for me is that we are just over a year away from the next US election. And of course, Donald Trump is running for president. Can someone still run for president if they are hypothetically found guilty of a crime? We get into some murky areas here, Zara, and depending on how things go, maybe we should do a whole deep dive on it at some point. But the short answer is that an indictment or even a felony conviction doesn't necessarily stop a presidential candidate from running. And that's because the only three requirements in the US Constitution for running as president relate to citizenship, age, and residency. There is one exception, however, we're talking about Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which disqualifies anyone from holding federal office who, having previously taken oath to support the Constitution, engages in an insurrection or rebellion of the Constitution. So what this all means is that on the one hand, investigations into Trump allegedly paying off Stormy Daniels might not have this immediate legal effect of constraining him from running as president. But you've got to remember this is against a whole backdrop of other investigations, including the important investigation into January 6, where the outcome of that investigation could have more tangible consequences in terms of constitutionally disqualifying Trump from running for president again. The other big element here, though, is the dynamics within the Republican Party. And if Trump is indeed convicted of a crime, that's going to put a lot of pressure internally on the party to keep backing the person they think can best represent them, who would then have a criminal record. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day. 